Hello, welcome to Snooze Crew. My name is Ryan. And my name's Darren. Hey, Darren. How are you doing? Hey, doing well. How are you, man? I'm doing, I'm doing quite well. Thanks for asking. I, I wasn't sure after that last episode, number 14, with the four representing death or the ending of something, and then you saying, you know, this might be the end. I wasn't sure if we were ever going to be back. Yeah, it's, I mean, maybe it's just good luck, you know? I yeah. threw threw some salt over my shoulder. I knocked on some wood. I, I what, what else am I supposed to do? Carry a rabbit's foot? I don't know. Yeah. All that good stuff that allows us to actually and truly control life. Our destinies. Mm. Totally. Mm. Totally. Who knew it was so simple? Easy. Just got to do a bunch of weird stuff. And poor rabbit, though. Holy. Every time someone (laughs) I see a rabbit's foot, I just like, why? Three-legged rabbit hopping around? Oh, don't even talk like that. (laughs) It's so sad. Well, I guess you could use all four of its feet and it would just oh my. be sitting there. Oh. If you're going to do that, just go all the way and make Haas and Pfeffer. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had Haas and Pfeffer. Have you? Not yet, but I think I'd feel too bad just knowing. Just the thought. Mm. Are there of... certain meats you will not eat? I've had pretty unusual ones. I think I've had horse meat. I think I've tried, if I recall. I've had, well, obviously beef, but like cow tongue I've tried. That's, that's um, good. Good for you. Duck. Yeah. Uh, goose. Uh, I don't know. Is there an unusual meat you've eaten that you, you don't want you to need admit to, to eat, you on podcast? You need to eat more goose because there's way too many of them up here. Way mm-hmm. too many. Would Canadian geese taste any good? After uh, sitting on that pond out behind your house. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) In the warm Alberta (laughs) lake eating. What do they eat in the the water there? Don't they like normally like really fatten a goose up though for flavor? Is that like wild goose wouldn't taste the same? Ah, that's what you call gamey. People love it. Hmm. I've yet to experience it. Hmm. You remind no, me I... of kind of a funny story that happened. Do I, can I share my story? Yeah. Yeah. It, it was related to some of the stories we've talked over previous episodes. And then I was talking with somebody who reminded me of it, but I don't want to give too much away. So I'll just go to the story. Uh, it was years and years and years ago, way, way back when I was in university. Well, that was like 50 years ago. I know, right? <laughs> And back in that time, I, I, I took the bus to university because parking at university was insanely expensive. And so I got on the bus and I sat down. It was crowded, right? Packed with students. And I'm like, what did that smell? It smells like shit. And I'm looking <laughs> around at people and I'm like, who on here smells like crap? It was disgusting. Anyway, couldn't escape the smell. But it was packed. I had no choice to move. Like I couldn't get to another spot. So we're going. And, you know, you get to your stops and the bus starts thinning out. And it's like, okay, well, hopefully now the smell goes away. It didn't. 
the smell persisted. I'm like, oh man, it reeks like crap, man. <laughs> anyway, getting closer and closer to home, still smells. <laughs> and I'm like, there's not that many people left on the bus now. It can only be this, 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 and this person, right? And like, you know, you kind of move and go, no, it still stinks. Anyway, thins out, thins out, thins out. There's like a few people left on the bus. Nobody around me. I'm like, where the hell is the smell coming from? <laughs> I lift my shoe up. And there's a huge dog crap on my shoe. <laughs> it's like, it was me the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and so I get off the bus and, you know, you wipe your shoe in the grass or whatever, but it was brutal. It, uh, it was, I just remember looking around at people with disgust, like, who is that? <laughs> you were judging everyone, but I was, <laughs> I was totally judging everybody else. Like, what the heck, man, you shit your pants or something? Like, <laughs> and then you're trying to find, look at them and judge them based on their, whatever their, their Wearing outward, or whatever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. Going. Yeah, totally. I wonder going, if it's uh, that person. Really I wonder if that it's one? that person. Oh, it must be that person. Nope, they got off the bus and it still stinks. <laughs> anyway, oh man. Looking oh, back, man. I'm sure there were people who figured out that it was me who stank. They had to have. <laughs> and everyone was looking at you, going, "Holy cow, that guy smells <laughs> like crap." <laughs> Oh, what? A anyway, judge not lest ye be judged. <laughs> That's the lesson, children. You used a very old word in that lest. Yeah, isn't that That's King pretty James cool. or whatever? Yeah, <laughs> almost Latiny. We need to bring that back. We should all talk in King James version. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, we should do a wear podcast a shirt entirely. Lest not ye be served. <laughs> I don't know if I can do it without laughing. It's <laughs> so. Then uh, yesterday, I was at this naturopath again. You know the one I talked about. What episode was that? Maybe five or so. It was actually a pretty popular episode. Um, talked about my visit to the naturopath, and I had the same kind of processes done again. I had the they check your blood and then they do like a thing with a uh, lymphatic drain massage thing and totally different lymph nodes this time. Some are on my back, some are on my legs, some are on my knees, uh, you know, and again, it was like he found them. Like, I, I cannot believe the precision that this guy finds these things with. Like, if you were to feel it upon, you can't find them yourself. And he'd be just kind of lightly going over and go, oh, right there. And you'd be like, holy shit. Yeah, exactly in that exact spot. And wow. then he would massage it and the And then it would drain while you yeah. scream. So it's, it's it massage slash scream therapy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't nearly as uncomfortable this time, which meaning the dramatic difference wasn't as dramatic either. Like the difference between how I felt before and after was not as, as big either, which I suppose is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, Kit, you know what you should have done? is you should have taken a permanent black marker and wherever he touched you that was effective, take and put a dot there. And then 
you could repeat it at home and just press where he touched or you could I don't think it gets show me that where soon he, after because he, he, he yeah, I know I but know. you you could just repeat that mark every day so it doesn't wash off and say hey Ryan I need your help and I could come over someday <laughs> and I <laughs> and I could I could replicate the drainage procedure while you scream your face off <laughs> I don't know if I'm comfortable with that Ryan I, I'll take it from the certified guy sorry <laughs> so anyway so he did that and that felt good. And then he did a little bit of a massage thing with my like stomach again and stuff and kind of adjusted things there. It was, again, not as dramatic as last time. Like last time it was like a huge difference. This time it was kind of like, ah, that feels better. But it was almost kind of disappointing in the sense that it wasn't this massive difference that it was the first time. Huh. It was almost like, yeah, I feel better, but... A hundred bucks better? I don't know. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) So, but it was better. What was the most painful one? This time? Yeah. There were some around my knees. And I suspect it's because I've been doing some of that working out with you lately with the squats and stuff. Yeah. That maybe that made them a little more sensitive. Okay. Ryan and I have been doing some CrossFit stuff on and off again. I'm not anywhere near as dedicated as Ryan, though. I show up and do a little bit, and I've got to go take off. And he's still working out for like two more hours after that. No. So anyway, yeah. So the CrossFit thing again. Eh, you know, Ryan? I you can't have that level of dedication, man. There's no way. The what? amount You're of doing time it. and effort that goes into it. You're totally doing it. It's not like you have to do it all day. I don't do it all day, every day. But you do. No, no. I have fun so I with it, so I work work on different things. But it's not like I'm, I'm working hard the whole time. Okay. You I'll, know? I'll try to it's, keep up. I, I have been doing the exercise, but just not as like hardcore. That's because you just started. Yeah. If we dropped you on drop some heavy weights on you and then you get hurt and then you cuss mm-hmm. cuss me out and then you give up and <laughs> say you are you are I hate your guts and then the podcast is over. Everything <laughs> we do revolves around this podcast and keeping right. this alive. This is my Got dream. To keep it alive. This, this is my dream is to have a podcast <laughs> where a dozen people from wherever listen to and go what the hell are they talking about? <laughs> These two Canadians, Bob and Doug McKenzie. <laughs> How's it going, eh? Hey, Hoser. Yeah. <laughs> I've had people ask me when I'm in the States. They they say that to me when they find out I'm a Canadian. I'm like, hey, Hoser. And I'm like, that was on like 30 years ago. 40 years ago. How long ago? Yep. Great White North. SCT. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I'm obliged. I say, hey, Jose, right back at him. It's like, I know what they're talking about, right? Of but course. It's so long ago. Oh, well. Yeah, it's kind it's, of, it's, it's, it's kept fun. It's uh, cultural impact long term. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's, it's fun. Speaking of long term cultural impact, I was thinking about that whole Slurpee thing that I talked about the other day with, you know, eating a lot of sugary food and how I said, as I grew up, um, you know, I had a lot of sugary food as a kid and it was never a big deal. Right. Uh, and of course, it wasn't that healthy because I was having enormous amounts of sugar. But at the same time, <laughs> I didn't go on these ridiculous binges that you went on because your access to sugary food was very 
limited. Every cup of that stuff is a binge. Oh, absolutely. That's, <laughs> right? and that's, where, that's where I felt kind of ridiculous saying how you were moderating when I wasn't moderating at all. <laughs> you're just on a daily, you're Jones and every morning it's like that's some right. people are like coffee. You're like, I need three liters of syrup and ice in my yeah. veins right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so then I thought, how much sugar was <laughs> in one of those super, super Slurpees? Oh, right? Oh. And so I was looking up uh, the Slurpee nutritional information. Now, before we say that, I want to talk about the recommended daily intake of sugar. Now, there's a lot of political stuff and you know lobbying and all that kind of dramatic stuff that goes into deciding what's the appropriate amount of sugar intake a person should have. Because, you know, a lot of these parties that say this is the amount of sugar, they've been paid by some food corporation <laughs> to say, oh, it's say this much sugar, right? And it's not That's actually right. good for you, right? But the American Heart Association says the maximum amount. Okay, now keep in mind, they've probably been pressured to make this maximum kind of high. Okay, the maximum amount of added sugars, this is added sugars, you know, like, Stuff in Slurpees and crap. Not like what you'd eat in an apple or something. It's not like when you add sugar on your watermelon and then eat it. Yeah. <laughs> or on your honeycomb breakfast. <laughs> That's right. Alphabets, whatever. It says the maximum amount men should have is 150 calories a day, which is about 37.5 grams or nine teaspoons. That's the maximum amount an adult man should have in a day. Okay. Which I suspect that that's extremely high compared to what we actually should have in a given day. Like that seems high to me. I think that you should add nine and a half teaspoons of sugar to your food every day for like a year. And let's see what happens. Exactly. Right. If, if the, if the, who, who's recommending it, the, the government is saying, American Hey, Heart Association. Oh yeah. The, the American Heart Association. Maybe that's, you know, but that's their official take on it. Like in reality, it's probably a lot lower than that. I would guess in terms of what you actually should have. Nonetheless, let's assume, let's say, you know what, let's place our faith in the American Heart Association and okay. all those lobbyists and general mills and all those huge companies just pumping uh, people full of corn syrup and sugar. Okay. And let's assume Yum. that that's an actual safe amount. Okay. Okay. One large, uh, extra large Slurpee, a Pepsi Slurpee. Okay. Is, uh, guess how many grams of sugar? Okay, so what was the recommended amount? 37 and a half in a day. That's that's a maximum. That's not recommended. That's the that's maximum a maxim for an adult male. Okay, so what is it, 36? 147. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost quadruple what you're supposed to have. Yeah. In a day. So if you're having one extra large Pepsi Slurpee. Yeah. You're having around four days or so. What you should have of added sugars. Not should it. Single not should. Product. It's maximum. maximum. That's the maximum. Yeah, that's a maximum. Not like recommended. A, no. That's maximum. That's like saying you should not go above. This is bad for you. That's why some kids in a eyes single, and I are extra wide when thing. they're Dude, drinking those things. I right? literally had one of those every single day. They had a deal where on the cup, some people will remember this, there was a little circular paper part of it that if you cut it out, you could keep that circle 
And if you collected four of those, the fifth was free. Yeah, I never got enough to make a free one. I got a free one every week. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not exactly when I said I had one every single day. I don't know how I didn't get diabetes. (laughs) Well, diabetes. It's insane. (laughs) Yes. It's crazy. I'm sure you on the you were on the verge, and then once you started moderating, you backed your body backed off. Went okay, okay, we we won't freak out right now. But kids kids handle sugar a lot better because their systems sure. are are, sure. are brand new, right? Yeah, my it's pancreas after, is just working like oh, mad. Man. You burn your going, man. You get into your twenties, your thirties, and on. And it's like the body starts going. Okay, we've been doing this for quite a while now. Things are going to start shutting down, right? So I'm glad you're not doing that anymore. Holy. Isn't that insane? Yeah. That just blew my mind when I saw that amount. 147 grams of sugar. 550 calories in that one drink. That was Hmm. just nuts. So put that in your macros. (laughs) In my what? Yeah. Oh, we... People, a lot of people track, track their macros so they can What's see a macro, what, a macro, like the pro it's the three basic components of, of what we eat, right? Carbo carbs, carbohydrates, right? Which sugar falls under, um, fats and proteins. And so, okay. And then there's a, a hierarchy of cleaner or healthier type of carbs and fats and proteins. And you go down the list and it gets sure. less and less, uh, smart to eat (laughs) right so if you have you have like a chicken or you have beef you know a steak or you have um um he can't even think of unhealthy food that's how healthy (laughs) no pepperoni stick right yeah okay a a beef like steak sure that's gonna be tenderloin steak is different than a pepperoni steak because there's there's a bunch of other stuff in there and and what they use in the you know and and beef jerky Mm -hmm. that's what i was trying to think of sure sure a steak that's dried out (laughs) or you have uh, a fruit that's dried fruit versus eating fresh fruit fruit. right yeah it's it's kind of like that so sure sure. so it's like a lot of food that's like gluten-free that's actually like horrible food right but because it's gluten-free a lot of people who are sensitive to gluten will choose to eat that yeah so, it's actually terrible food. So there's you take that Slurpee and plug that into your carbs for the day. <laughs> That'll take care of it for the week. Right there. Isn't that insane though? I can't believe I didn't get like health any health problems from that. That you're my brother and I, we would, we would we would bike we would ride you're our bikes. Bald right now. Yeah, yeah, I am bald. That's true. I don't know if that has anything to do with the Slurpees. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> my brother and I would, well, my brother and I would bike to say 7-Eleven or, or sometimes we went, do you remember Max? There used to be this store of course. Max, which we was have kind Max of like all over the 7-11. place. Then they yeah. changed to Winks, but, uh, and then, uh, now it's Circle K. They've changed to Circle K. Okay. But, uh, yeah. And I remember we used to go either Max or 7-Eleven. We'd get the Slurpee or the Froster and then we'd bike home and we'd, uh, bike, you know, with these giant Slurpees and I'm sure we burnt, you know, 10 or so calories biking <laughs> out of the 550. I don't know how I wasn't gigantic as a kid. Like I was a really skinny little kid, really skinny. Well, so it's, it's the way, way some people are. They can take in a pile of calories and, or sugar and other people just 
goes the other way. Right. I was probably, isn't there some kind of thing where you can be fat on the inside or whatever that's, you know, where there's certain things internally that aren't so good? Well, the same, same type of issues, right? You just don't have this, the, the storage on the outside, like, well, under your skin, the same as other people, right? So, you know, anything about that? Like, why would it be that I always manage somehow magically to be skinny? Even though I ate like tons of crap. Like, can you explain this to me, Ryan? I have no idea. It's just the way your body's set up, right? Like literally when I, even when I was in university, I literally had one of those Mars bars like every day at lunch. I and craved there are, it. There are I so many people right sugar. now that would they just hate you because of that, right? I, I can't help it. But here's the thing is, is, you know, I remember working at the golf course and we had uh, one of one of the regulars who walked 18 holes every day, every day, mm-hmm. you know, and and like not taking a cart, he would walk. Yeah, he'd walk and and this was years ago. He had a, a heart attack and died. Mm. And everyone's like, he was skinny. But what they, they, I never heard the report, the autopsy report, but um, um, it, it, he could have had a heart issue or, or something like that. But there, you can be, you can be thin, slender and still have the, the you know, things. Problems. Yeah. Internal problems that, you know, might maybe it, hardening of the arteries. I didn't know how he ate. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's not the only instance of that kind of like, um, um, what's happening to m- some marathoners. And, uh, uh, I don't want to get into, I'm not a doctor. Anyone that's heard us, this podcast knows this is not medical I, advice. I, I can barely pronounce some of the words, terms that we're talking about. So, um, I, it, it's just, there, there's, a um, and I, I'll look it up, but his, his uh, TED Talks was on uh, "Were We Born to Run," and mm-hmm. his it was a marathoner who became um, uh, he became a doctor, a, uh, a heart doctor, and he basically discussed what he found when he stud he started studying marathoners because he was hearing about these guys dropping off, you know, dying, like and, dying and, relatively early. Yeah, and he was finding that they they were well not not necessarily early, but earlier than you'd think someone that runs marathons would. Okay. Right. Because we've had marathoning has become big over the last 30, 40 years. So it Mm -hmm. takes a long time for an activity to usually present the issues. And so what I should do is look it up, get his name and everything. Cause I'm sure, uh, the dude that works with your wife at the hospital is going, what is this guy talking about? (laughs) He doesn't know squat. Why is he even talking? <laughs> Why am I listening to this news group podcast? This is, this is so stupid. Now I'm angry. It's not putting me to sleep. Now I'm pissed off. <laughs> well, you got a topic for next time, Ryan. I'll write that down. Yeah. I okay. have a topic for today. It's about sneezing. I thought it would be interesting to look into sneezing. That is it's one also- of the funniest things we do uh, uh, by accident, like, like our body voluntarily, you mean involuntarily, like it's one of the funniest things. I laugh when people sneeze. Do you? Yeah. Do you have a sneeze fetish? Well, I don't think I get that kind of reaction, but I think it's humorous. It hits my funny bone. I'll start off with a story. Okay. So there's this woman, she sneezes and moans several times. 
And this man says to her, excuse me, but is everything okay? And the woman says, yes, it's just that I have this condition where every time I sneeze, I have an orgasm. And the man says, are you taking anything for it? And the woman says, yep, pepper. That's terrible. Now we got to put that mature rating on our, our <laughs> podcast again. <laughs> that was actually from Psychology Today. I like that. From an article website. called Sneezy Does It. Yep. And uh, there's some very interesting stuff about sneezing that I did not know. Um, there was another article I found from WebMD that's 11 surprising sneezing facts. Okay. I'm going to share a few with you, okay? Is it uh, as... Sneezes, it- is it as Go dangerous? Ahead. Does it kill as many brain cells as bouncing as, on a trampoline? Mm, I doubt <laughs> it, especially the amount of collisions people have. With their heads I just the made that up. Okay, yeah, read the read say. the facts. So basically, it's something that starts in your nerves, and everyone. I'm reading this from WebMD.com about uh, surprising sneezing facts. Okay, so it starts in your everyone's nervous system is basically wired in the same way. Uh, signals travel along nerves can take slightly different paths to and from the brain, which results in different sneezing scenarios from one person to another. Um, sneezes travel at about a hundred miles per hour. So for those of us who are Canadian, that's about what? 160 kilometers an hour, pretty much faster than it would be safe to drive anywhere other than a racetrack. Okay. Um, and a single sneeze can send over a hundred thousand germs into the air. Which and that's my favorite fact right there. Yeah. That's a great yeah. fact right a there. Single Any... sneeze. Oh man. Yep. Gross. So gross. Uh, and it says, um, <laughs> did you know you'd never sleep? I mean, you never sneeze in your sleep. The nerves that cause you to sneeze turn off when you're asleep. Wow. Uh, you try it sometime. Connection. You, uh, yeah, like video yourself. No, no. You. Or? I'm going to come over to your house, put a little bit of pepper on your nose, and see what happens. I might wake up from the pepper, though. You might wake up me me standing over your bed. <laughs> That'd be kind of <laughs> creepy, dude. <laughs> so it says here, a workout can make you sneeze. Exercising can make you sneeze because you can hyperventilate when you're overexert, and as a result, your nose and mouth might start to dry up. Um, and that may cause you to sneeze. Sunshine. I thought this was an interesting one. And this actually does happen to me. I don't know if this happens to you. It, also bright lights. I sneeze from this. The, uh, sunshine may make you sneeze. Bright sunlight causes one out of three. I'm in that one out of three. Again, I'm special. Just like I can smell asparagusic acid in urine. Another talent I have. Bright sunlight causes one out of three people to sneeze, including me. The light sneezers are called photics. From the Greek meaning of light. It's an inherited trait. Something you can blame on your parents. My mom has it and I have it. And I can smell asparagus pee. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Another one. Sex can be a sneezing trigger. Says researchers (laughs) believe that the stimulation of the parasympathetic nervous system fires off signals in some people. Not only the act of sex, but... When it's over or even sexual ideation can cause it to feel like sneezing because, and this isn't actually on this article, I read it in another one, there is actually erectile tissue in your nose. You know how your nose can get stuffed and full? Well, that's because the tissue itself is expanding. 
So I don't have allergies. You're just thinking about sex like, all the time. <laughs> why, 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 so the other day I sneezed and Carol's like, ooh, thanks, dear. <laughs> like, just thinking about you, hun. Again. So every time you sneeze, she says, thank you, instead yeah, of bless you. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, that's kind of wild, right? Um... The sneeziest animal is the iguana. Iguanas sneeze more often and more productively than any other animal. Productively. Hmm. Who measured that? I don't know, man. It's weird. It says, oh, it says right here, according to Woods Research. Who's Wood? Uh, Some doctor. (laughs) The guy whose nose is having a problem all the time. It's this guy on (laughs) (laughs) Wood. He's like, it's allergies. <laughs> so I swear it's allergies. I swear it's allergies. Uh, it says here, sneezing is how they rid their bodies of certain salts, not wood, the iguana. I know. Um, that are the normal byproduct of their digestive process. Uh, how do you stop a sneeze? While it's not smooth, foolproof, try breathing through your nose and pinching the end of your nose. I don't think it's good to suppress sneezes. Is it, isn't that bad for you too? I thought that was bad for your brain or whatever. Well, if you In can fact, suppress I thought there it, were cases of like aneurysms and stuff from stopping sneezes. Well, I think they need to be more specific about when you stop it, because if you can stop it before it starts, I think you're fine. But if you stop it mid sneeze, your yeah, eyeballs might bulge out a couple millimeters further than they should out of your socket. Yeah, it says right sneeze. here, your eyeballs cannot pop out of your head when you sneeze. Most people naturally <laughs> close their eyes when they sneeze. But if they were able to keep them open, your eyes would stay firmly planted we, we in your head. Should, where they you know what we should do? We should get some pepper and have an eye open sneezing contest and see who can keep their <laughs> eyes open while we sneeze. They quote someone named Cal, K-A-O, Cal, says, uh, while a person's blood pressure behind the eyes may increase slightly when they sneeze, it's not enough to force to dis- dislodge the eyes from the head. Well, that's a relief. So if the competition's on, we should try the one eye open, um, full, wide-eyed sneezing. Oh, this could be a mm-hmm. thing. We could start something on, do people use Facebook still? Yeah, people use Facebook. We get, we get, they get we angry start, on Facebook. They look at ads on Facebook. They argue on Facebook. Yes. We could do the eyes wide open sneezing competition. <laughs> <laughs> You should uh, try it and film yourself, Ryan. It could be, you know, the next trend on TikTok or whatever. I wouldn't do it on Facebook. Facebook's for old people. TikTok is the where it's at. I thought that was controlled by a, a, a Chinese surveillance by another country that we're not supposed to be talking negative about anybody. Just by another country somewhere that wants to know how we can do what we do over here so right yeah right hey i don't want to know... say more about that i don't want to get in trouble by, with anybody no we don't want to be banned from any country we want free reign to talk our knowledge and spread our love around mm-hmm. right spread the love spread the love okay so i don't have anything tremendous to share other than you know when when we start the podcast and i say you say ready and i give you the the okay sign or the a-okay sign yep 
Did you know in Brazil that actually means the end of our digestive tract? Yes, I did know that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. You were giving people AOKs in Brazil? <laughs> no. <laughs> you have a friend just from you. Brazil, don't you? Just, don't just you? you. Isn't it, isn't Paulo from Brazil? Yeah. Do you go, hey, hey, okay, Paulo, nice to see you. You ever do that? No, no, he That's never. <laughs> he hasn't said anything. He's, he's been in Canada for quite a few years, but I thought. Oh, that's right. He, I did, he didn't move here recently. Yeah. I, I didn't realize how offensive some some gestures are. Like we've heard about stuff like this. Like don't sure. don't do this over here and there and stuff. And mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it's, it's kind of like when you um, are given a present in a lot of the Eastern countries, right? Uh, you you receive the present. You're supposed to receive the present with both hands mm -hmm. because you are fully engaged in that receiving and that person giving to you and you're gracious for the gift. Even business cards, you're supposed to take them with both hands and you're supposed to look at them immediately. If you don't look at the card immediately and read it, that's considered quite rude if you just like stuff it into your pocket. Right. So, so over here, when we were giving gifts, we usually just overhand them at whoever we're giving to and they just, just get pelted Thanks. with and they presents open it later, and they're right? just, and then, then like, and it, it's quite a different thing over here. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that giving, you know how you see the peace sign everywhere. People mm -hmm. are always holding up the peace. That it's up yours in a lot of places. Yes. Darren. I'm not going to research anything if, if <laughs> you just know everything. Oh my God. What's this symbol? Uh, that one, I don't know. Go ahead oh, okay. We'll talk audience. about this one then. Sure. I'll see if I can get all the way through this without you knowing what this is. This all is right. the fig sign. Uh, okay. Can you explain it to our audience? Okay. So it was used back in Roman days for something to ward off something bad. But so you're putting your thumb up between your index finger and your middle finger. It's kind of like facing the fist toward a person. It's kind of like when you grab a kid's nose and say, Oh, I got your nose. And you're showing, mm -hmm. okay, showing yeah. the fist with the thumb sticking up between your first and second finger. It's okay. called the fig sign. It is basically like the female version of giving someone the middle finger and, um, it's a very offensive in Western Europe and really? uh, uh, Turkish that. and Slavic cultures. Huh? So you don't want to do that. See, I didn't know that one. Right. Right. Let's see if I find, you know, Oh, this one at rock concerts, mm -hmm. when they're given the, the horns that, the, the, the rock yes. song, like rock sure. on, right. Yep. When you see that in the Mediterranean and Latin uh, Latin countries, when you do this, but you aim it at someone, it's saying, I've been with your wife. Really? So, so you, yeah. Rock on. Or, or something, something, something that is not nice about your lady, right? So it's not necessarily really? the person giving the sign, but it's, it's uh, not a good one. Here's another one. You see parents always doing, you know, Where they calling their kids with a finger. They're they're to they're, uh, to come over toward them. Yeah, they use their finger to, they curl their finger to, hey, come over come here. Come over here. Right? In the Philippines, that's what they 
talk to their dogs with. They they like they'll oh. they use that finger to uh, call their dogs, right? Okay. If you do it to a person, you're basically saying you're worse or you're no better than a dog. And mm, so it's very derogatory. Okay. Highly <laughs> offensive, right? Hmm. Um, I don't know if I'd ever make that gesture toward another person other I don't know. than my own child when they were little. I can't think of who else I would do that to. Here's, here's one we need to practice. Ready? You put your hand up, mm-hmm. like in line with your face or your thumbs just on your lips, and then your, your fingers are pointed straight up. Almost like you're going to blow a horn kind of idea. Yeah, and then you flick your thumb out. And mm-hmm. in I've seen that. In, That's Italian, I think. Uh, in, in India and Pakistan. Oh, okay. It's it's basically a screw you to you and the rest of your family. So I think that would come in handy when I'm driving. Cause Oh, and isn't that maybe I'm thinking in Italy it's where you put your fingers underneath your chin and then right. you fla- f- go forward with the back of your hand towards someone. That's the same idea, I believe. Right. Well in Italy, and they I, usually I think you it, would usually make a sound like meh kind of thing when you do that. I don't know what the sound is because I don't speak Italian. In Greece, if you put your hand up. Mm-hmm. Like a palm, to, like you know, it's uh, on movies because who does this in real life when someone says, "Talk to the hand," mm-hmm. right? That motion, that gesture, uh, it originated, and I'm reading all this off of uh, the website called Real Men Real Style dot com. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and and in Greek. Uh, it's offensive in Greece, but it originates from the Byzantine Empire. Byzantine. Byzantine? Mm-hmm. Thanks, Darren. Uh, when criminals were hauled across town on donkeys to be humiliated, people would gather along the street with and get cinders, right? R- what rub and smear them across the the wrongdoer's face to help shame them. And it's called the, I think it's called, it's Mutza, M-O-U-T-Z-A, Mutza. And Mutza is the Greek word for cinder. So hmm. when you do that, it's like you're saying shame. Hmm. So when we're on the podcast and you start talking weird and I go like this, that's what I actually you're, mean. Is, you're telling me I'm is, a loser. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an effective. Explains uh, why you made that come over here gesture to me so often. <laughs> then I gave you the everything's okay, but really, <laughs> that's why they call come it over a- here a okay. That's why they say a okay. <laughs> All right, you talk about something fun because I think we're was... at the end of the line here, dude. It's, oh, we've uh, had a good long discussion about nothing. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, good. You coming over for a workout now? Not today. Okay. Yeah. I got lots of stuff. Tons of crazy stuff going on. Oh my goodness. Everyone listening. Everyone. You know, all 12. Did you just create uh, other accounts and then play it, play the podcast in the other account so it looks like we have 12 people listening? You know, I do have the one Twitter account, (laughs) but it's not following the podcast. You can look. On our platform, you can sign into it, Ryan. Other people can't see this. And it shows where people are watching or listening from, I mean. And they're all over the place. We've got people all over the United States now. We've got people in Canada, in BC, Saskatchewan, Ontario, Alberta. Alberta's the most. 
right? But we've got people all over North America, a few outside of North America, one in South Korea, one in Ireland, uh, not a ton of people outside of North America, but our American audience is the fastest growing portion. Hmm. So thank you, America, for listening. And yeah. everybody else. And thank you, Canada and Ireland elsewhere. Yeah. And South Korea, for sure. Get, cool. What what if we did what uh, those those uh, sellers on Amazon do and go buy a bunch of good reviews and ratings from other countries like we can't say on on the podcast and they just pay for it and then it looks like their product's awesome and then I buy it and it falls apart as I open the box and I'm like but the rating said this was fantastic hmm. right you want us to do a bunch of fake reviews of our podcast is that what you're saying heck yeah <laughs> <laughs> say this was the most informative enlightening I don't know if it's worth the work honestly <laughs> I sleep so much better after listening to this podcast I've fallen asleep a couple times now. Does not cause seizures, contrary to I think it has to be, may not cause seizures. <laughs> may not, may cause, not seizures. cause seizures. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the chat. Mm-hmm. Let's indeed. Wrap it up. it up all right well thank you for listening everyone including mom and she still hope you i think so oh no did we lose (laughs) my mom as a subscriber (laughs) that's one of the few real ones (laughs) i think the 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 canoe canoe uh podcast might have lost her threw her off Uh, the sex it's not like we asked stuff. her which percentage she was in or something. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, have a good, good day. Good night. Was that too far? <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. All right. My name's Ryan. I'm Darren. Good night.